Previously on the Unimposters podcast, we talked about Cain and Abel. We talked about the fall, part two, and all of the really important questions that that pops up. Last time we talked, we were discussing about the fact that there actually is a direct and correct answer to all these questions, but we are also classifying how important it is to drive toward the exact answer to these questions while ignoring some of the more important truths. Like, well, basically what you just said, right? There, there are things where there is one correct answer in reality, but that doesn't mean we're going to be able to figure out what that answer is, right? Like, Cain's wife, there is one correct truth about where Cain's wife came from. Yes. But that does not mean that we have the historical data necessary to answer that question. Right. And I also, I would also say, like, there are scholars out there who are, they spend a lot of time looking for that. And I would say, that's not a wasted life. You know, because like they're they're looking through the stories that ultimately we get from God, and there's there's some there's some benefit to be gained there. And if that is their life's pursuit, and they are doing it well and excellently, you know that is a that's a well lived life. So I don't want to I don't want to denigrate that. And the people who study this at a high level respect each other. The ones who disagree with each other's uh, results, by and large, there are, there are a couple of exceptions because there are people out there who just. They also have personality yeah, issues. Some people have personalities. Right. But, but by and large, everybody respects each other as they disagree, which is also super important the more that we get into some of these like, differences of opinion issues. Uh, but for me, I think we, like, we've touched on the main thing here, which is that uh, yeah, given the opportunity and given a warning and given a, hey, 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 bud, hey, not a good choice coming up here. Don't make the choice that I can... No, no, not that, not you that, tried come to on, make. Yeah, <laughs> you had one job. Don't kill your brother. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a seemingly insignificant task. Yeah. yeah. So before we move on, there's one other big question that, like, because I because I do I do worship stuff. This this gets into like my field of profession here, which is like the sacrifices that they made. Is it's it, um that that is the essence of everything that is worship. Worship is sacrifice. It is, it is taking something that is of value and laying it, uh, laying it out as a gift, either uh, to be destroyed or to be consumed or to be left in front of to just to uh, honor something else. It's, uh, it, it's, that's the, the essence of worship is, is a, a sacrifice. And so uh, Cain and Abel went to go worship God with their sacrifices. And God said no to one and yes to the other. And we are left clueless on the actual criteria of what, the, what, what that was. I'm like, I have my theories, but I, I, I wanted to ask you, Andy, what, do you have any theories of like what the actual, like what the failure on Cain's part was? Yeah, so that is, first off, I want to say that is also in the, we have no actual idea, right? And, and the answer is not going to change anything important. But, um, yeah, like just the, the completely made up answer that I like the best is um, Cain's name means like, oh, I got this son. And Abel's name is actually the same word meaning like vanity or nothingness, like meaningless. In, in Ecclesiastes, uh-huh. and so part of it is just reflecting God's character as somebody who sticks up for the little guy, yeah, and he's right. like, Abel, you're the one whose name literally means meaningless. <laughs> I'm going to accept your offering, because that's the sort of thing I'm going to do throughout the entire Bible. Brutal. Like, but again, 
like we just made that up, right? Yeah. Like I, I like that because it does reflect God's character as re- as revealed in the rest of the Bible. Yes. But that doesn't mean that has to be what's going on here. Yeah. Now, so sometimes I will I will use uh, bits and pieces from like Psalms and Proverbs and things like that to talk about like the worship that God accepts, the worship that God rejects. And when, you know, when, when God rejects it, like, you know what, wh- the, the, I own the, the cattle on a thousand hills. What you, I don't need your sacrifices. Yeah. And we, we look at the way that Paul talks about the, uh, the, the way that the, uh, the Philippians or the Ephesians, I can't remember on top of my head, which, which one of them learned how to give so incredibly that when he wrote the, uh, the, the Corinthians, he was telling them, hey, I have discovered this grace when it comes to actually like supporting the mission. It has nothing to do with yourself. It has everything to do with you giving yourself into this mission. Uh, and so I, the, 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 the triangulation I have there, and again, it's not explicit here in the chapter, so it, this is, again, just guesswork, is that Abel gave his best. Or Abel came and he gave, he gave what was essential to him. It was an act of actual sacrifice. It was something that cost him. And and Cain did well. I'll still be able to be okay if I just give this. And so that's that's what I teach, just because it's it's got some great correlation. But again, you know, it's it's a guess. Yeah, it's it's a big big guess. Which, which I guess, getting us off topic a little bit. Yeah. Um. But that's really the way you should do how you understand God, right? It should never yeah. come down to a particular reading of one Bible verse. It should yeah. come down to. It's not that you read the one extra word first in Abel's offering, and that's why this has to mean it. It's that all of the Psalms are saying that, regardless of whether this passage says it or not. Yeah. So if, this, if, if you suddenly learn tomorrow this, you're completely wrong about this passage, that does not change the point. <laughs> the point you're making about what worship is still holds because the entire rest of the Bible says that. Yes. Uh, the first thing they'll teach you in, in, uh, in um, uh, hermeneutics, which is a, a really long word that means expensive class where they talk about the Bible where they don't actually tell you anything. Um, but the first thing they teach you is like, if you want to interpret the Bible, use the Bible to interpret the Bible. Uh, because it's written by so many different authors that um, if they all agree on something, that's, that's something, you know. So, um, but that's, that's far afield of this whole thing. And uh, just like one more thought on that whole worship thing. The reason that has legs for me is because we, we wind up in church today having some issues with some people having problems with the way worship is done. And uh, they, they have a problem with the way worship is done because uh, they, are, they are like, my translation of Cain, more concerned about someone else's worship than they are about their own. Uh, the Abel came, Abel shows up, and he just like gives whatever he's got. And, you know, maybe that's the, your tone-deaf dude who's just into the music, doesn't really have a whole lot of, like, you know, deeper thought on the whole thing. But you have somebody, somebody who's sitting there, like, worried about everybody else's experience. And that person, when they show up to church, is there... God's not going to accept that kind of worship as a grace to them because he does not want them to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, just like my, my, my last 5% of whatever is good enough for God. You know, just like, you know, my, my, my eh is what God is worth. And I, I think that's, you know, God doesn't want to leave us in a worship phase because that's, that's tiresome. It's boring. I hate it. I've, I've lived the worship life. Cain goes off, have babies. Yes. Adam and Eve go, they have another baby. They do. His name's Seth. Yes. And then, like, the babies, all the babies have babies. The babies have babies. That is chapter, the rest of chapter four and, yes. and part of chapter and five. And they all have all names. Chapter five. 
and the, they do have names. The people mattered, and they, they had they had they had lives that mattered to them and to the, like their spouses. But not for us right now. No, but we, we just we don't care. Yeah. Uh, we we do care, but we're like we we don't have time. Not yeah. The clock doesn't care. The clock yeah. does not care. It is. Yeah. So so big picture for me in in Cain and Abel is, again he's given like people are given the same choice they were in chapter three and Adam and Eve and the apple, doesn't say it's an apple but just go with me here. Um, <laughs> yes. Again decide to act on the assumption that God doesn't have our backs, God doesn't care about us, and again, there are consequences that, again, the consequences directly say, okay, well, if you're going to explicitly choose to not do your job, then your job is going to be difficult. Yes. That's, that's just how that works. Which reminds us of the flood. Yes. Yeah, also known as God turning things off and on again. <laughs> Hello, IT. <laughs> is it plugged in? Did you turn it off and back on again? Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do the flood in more detail later, and we're running out of time. So we're just going to mostly skip the flood, except to say, when God turns things off and on again, he is, again, giving people a choice, and again, they make poor life choices, <laughs> and again, yes. there are consequences. Yes. And interestingly here, so for me at least, interesting things in the flood are first that God, like, there are consequences. God's not going to wait forever. That reminds me of the Bible. <laughs> yes. And I'm not sure how. Reminds me of, of, of the Noah, and there's lots of water, and then like something called Nephilim. And we'll, we'll make confused noises about that n- next time. Yes. Maybe. Here's a preview. <laughs> What's a Nephilim? Uh. <laughs> it probably means something related to fallen ones. Yeah. Uh. Probably. We uh. kind of just guess on that one, too. But uh. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, don't. Please, for the love of goodness, don't Google or like search on YouTube for Nephilim unless you are ready to go to crazy town. I'm talking about like every crazy person in the entire world. Like they, they also believe in aliens and in like tinfoil hat theories. And they also believe that it's totally okay to whatever. They, they, they have opinions on Nephilim that's totally researched. Please pardon the air quotes. But... Don't look. At, just don't go. Don't go looking for that because they don't know what they're talking about. But it's speaking of crazy town, the Tower of Babel. Yes. Yeah, so so after after Noah uh, comes back out, God gives one job to the people, and the one job is be fruitful and multiply. That's the exact words from the actual Bible. He says, "Hey, be fruitful and multiply and spread, spread out, out over the earth, the face of the earth." Yes. If you think that sounds familiar to what he said the first time. You're yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> like he's like make babies and spread out. All right. Yeah. And, and then you'll notice in chapter three they they don't do that. And then chapter four they they don't do that again. Yeah. There's a pattern here. All right. So, uh, but but for a change of pace, let's read the the Tower of Babel. And just for funsies, where do we find the Tower of Babel? The Tower of Babel is in Genesis 11. Or did you mean the actual Tower of Babel? No. Because that I've is got... on the plain of Shinar. <laughs> That old place. <laughs> They're building a Walmart there. I'm sure they have. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's virtually guaranteed. <laughs> or McDonald's. <laughs> I'm assuming it's inside the Walmart. We are not sponsored by Walmart and McDonald's. <laughs> Although, Walmart and McDonald's, if you'd like to sponsor us. Yeah, this, uh, actually, no. <laughs> I hate your food. <laughs> All right, so. That does not. I, I do not ha- mind taking your money, regardless of Damien's feelings about your food. I, I want ice cream. Get the, get the machine fixed now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Speaking of the Tower of Babel. <laughs> ice cream Tower of Babel. Go. <laughs> All right. Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel part. Now, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar, or Babylonia, depending on your translation, and settled there. 
And they said, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. Like you do. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people and with one language they have begun to do this, nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. That's why the city is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole world. All right. Yeah, the hits just keep on coming. All right. So, all right. So here, here's another story. Let's, uh, what does it say? They made a tower. They made a tower. They, Bad idea. They, they showed it to a place. They settled, and they said, huh, look at this, bricks. You know what we could do with bricks? We could put them on top of each other. Excellent. What can we do when we put a lot of bricks on top of each other? We can build stuff tower to heaven and if you know we do that we can be famous and not have to spread across the face of the earth wait wait what i forgot what did god tell him to do he's told to be fruitful and multiply and spread across the face of the earth oh yeah that seems like a poor life choice yes so they were like they, they were probably having babies so they were probably being fruitful and multiplying but they were not spread they were like they were trying to unspread across the the face of the earth they're you know like not they're, spreading they're like they're like you know that old man spreading we're not man spreading we are unspreading. We are, we, are, we are concentrating, which was something we should do here to finish this whole thing Indeed. off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and so God said, all right, that's, that can't happen. Nope. Spanish class. Indeed. And then after, like, they all are like, like, hey, hey, Steve, can you pass me a brick? Okay. The brick, Steve, can you pass me a brick? It's in fuego. Okay. <laughs> Why is the brick? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. Why Steve, is the brick? Steve was making a brick in the fire. <laughs> oh, I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's like language. I the brick itself was on fire. I was like, what? Why is the brick on fire? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you, if you watch the cartoons from the 80s about Tower of Babel, not only did they spread across the face of the earth, but the tower fell on them too. Yeah. Which makes it difficult to spread out over the face of the earth. Really, it does, yeah. But again, the point. They have one job. They have a job. Well, they have a few jobs. Yeah. But the one job in, in question right here, spread over the face of the earth. Just in case you're curious, after the flood, they get this like hammered home again in case they forgot about it. They're like, you know what? I'm thinking, no, let's not. God doesn't have our backs. He's not thinking about what's best for us. We're not going to do this. We're going to do something better. We're going to build a big tower. Also, fun fact, the Bible does this a lot, where it's a little obnoxious. And by little, I mean pretty obnoxious. So like, we're going to build a tower to heavens. The next verse, the Lord had to come down to the city. It's uh -huh. like, they built this huge tower to get to heaven. And God was like, man, that's way down there. i got to come down to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so you ready for my obnoxious question for this one? That's going to yes. come up. Why do we get the royal we for God? <laughs> Let us go down and confuse their languages, Yes. Probably the same reason we got it in Genesis 1. Okay. Uh, for, for reasons where it's either evidence of the, the triune God, or it's, hey, it's like, we are not amused. Or, yeah. So it's either the royal we, or the Trinitarian we, or the uh, royal court we. Yes, God. Like God, God and, and the angels together. God and the posse. All yeah. right. Yeah, so like, the, the all, you know, so, but <laughs> does it affect the main point? 
No. No, no, it does not. Uh, it, 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 it bothers all Trinitarians, which like, you know, I believe in a triune God, but it bothers all Trinitarians when we don't say, hey, look, this is it, because, you know, like it takes away an evidentiary point. I'm like, well, okay, well, let's, let's find our evidence in one of the other seven million It's like, places. we've got that in the rest of the Bible. We don't need to force it. Right. Yes, exactly. You don't have to, yes. <laughs> Square peg, star-shaped hole. So, oh, so there's another dad joke here. Oh, no. Indeed. But yes. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of things, but the, uh, so Babel sounds like the word for confusion, but it literally means the gate to God, which is what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to build a tower to get to God. But it also is very similar to Babylon, which is probably their, like, I don't want to say giving the finger to, but basically to Babylon, who had a giant tower like this that was their temple to Marduk, their god. Uh-huh. And they were like, they, they, it was called the Asgalia. And it was like, it was sort of Babylon's, like, see, we are the greatest city, the one that worships the true god because we have this giant tower. And the Bible's like, you mean the tower that proves everyone's doing everything wrong? That one? <laughs> So we, we, we get here to the very end. What kind of God does this? I'm just going to go ahead and like, because we are, we are running at like really quick on time here, man. What kind, of, what, what kind of God does this who like is petty and looks at, at these things and like, like, hey, hey, they look like they're going to be successful. They will succeed at everything they do. That looks like, well, why would you ruin that? Except that you go back to seeing what people are these that are about to be successful. The people that are about to be successful at everything they do are the people who are rebelling against God and they're trying to live explicitly in the situation of their sin and god said no i need you to spread out and not do that because we just had a big watery episode about what happens to humanity when they do exactly that and so that uh that's going to wrap up our last part of the fall here um after after the after the fall after after babel more babies babies had names babies mattered then not so much now so what's what's god gonna do to deal with this is still a question. Yes. Uh, so, like, we're going to come back, and uh, there's, a, there's a guy. He's, he, he's going to specifically deal with God. But, but until then, uh, I'm Damien, and uh, I'm Andy. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time on the Unimposters podcast. Peace out, dog. <laughs>